Today I will be interviewing the winner of BBC The Apprentice 2017, Miss Sarah Lynn, Director of Sweets in the City, Working Mum and Large Sugar's Business Partner. We talk about all things The Apprentice and the challenges of having babies in the midst of launching and expanding a company. Today's podcast has been brought to you by WeConnect Construction, a lead generation website for the construction industry. Check it out www.weconnectconstruction.co.uk It's decent. Welcome Sarah Lynn, winner of The Apprentice 2017. My CV, she shouldn't have won it, I should have. (laughs) (laughs) Is this how we started? (laughs) We're straight in there, heavy handed. Now Sarah, this is what we do with everybody before, with all the podcasts, before we start, we're going to do a quick fire round. So I'm going to say this or this. And without thinking, you've got to give me your answer. Okay. So no pausing. Be nice. Don't yeah. be cheating. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing harsh in here. You know, I wouldn't do this yet. So let me get them. Right, you ready? Yep. Degree or work experience? Degree. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. London or Tenerife? London. Brexit or remain? Brexit. Work or stay-at-home mum? Work. Claude or Karen? Oh... <laughs> I love Claude. Breast or bottle? Uh, breast and bottle. Oh, okay. Social media or word of mouth? Word of mouth. Investment or go it alone? Investment. Michaela or Harrison? Oh, <laughs> no, no comment. No, you've got to do. Michaela? Yeah. Shh, shh, don't do Harrison. <laughs> I love him too. I keep winning on this one, but I, I'm pretty sure it's just because oh, I'm sat here with you. It's going to be so sad. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think he'll get off this. So. <laughs> no, he's so, Crying himself to sleep every night. Oh, why? Why not? I don't know. <laughs> right, okay, so let's touch on this then, Sarah. Okay. Um, you said investment of a go it alone. Now, obviously, so for those who don't know, Sarah's got a business, Sweets in the City. She won The Apprentice 2017, where Large Sugar gives you £250,000 investment, and then for that, you give given 50% shares in your company. Yes. But you'd already had Sweets in the City for seven years? Uh, yes. Uh, kind of. Registered the name seven years prior. Yeah, been trading for like, I'd say I'd been actively working on it for three or four years. So then, you had gone it alone, obviously. So then what made you go from... I've done all this by myself. You built up a name. You was in quite a few stores, weren't you? We were, yeah. I was quite. I always say we. It was me, um, but yeah, I was. I think really the reason I went for the investment was I kind of felt like I'd done what I could do on my own. I'd sort of launched it, done the brand, and I was at a stage I was thinking about going to a bank for some money. Um, Mike and I were talking about all the different options where we could go and do a bit more, like develop some product. It's not cheap to bring a product to market, so I kind of knew I was a bit capped, and I was running it as a lifestyle business. Yeah. So my choice was was to keep doing that and we had a nice life it was fairly it was uh, made a small profit so I lived nicely off of it but I knew I wanted to push on a bit so yeah watching The Apprentice and always joking about like how much better I am than you say all those numpties on it I know <laughs> honestly that's literally like, oh, what everybody says doesn't it and now you yeah. know that everybody who went on the year after us was like I can do better than them numpties I know and then I became a numpty <laughs> <laughs> and then you find yourself on it and you're like yeah so it was, it was a weird one because you apply probably like you did not really thinking much of it and then obviously the auditions progressed and before I knew it yeah it was serious stuff so yeah so I, actually I don't even think in all them times we lived together and so now it's two years on since we filmed it and we're still good friends I don't think I ever know about your auditions what happened in them what happened to be honest it's a bit of a blur I can't really remember a lot of them 
but because there were stages weren't there to it and so I remember I guess the intense one is where you kind of get filmed and they do a bit of filming with you don't they and ask you a lot of questions about your business I think mine went well I don't remember any horrific moments apart from that BT where I sort of you have to say you know they use it for the audition tapes what did you say oh put me in hot water oh (laughs) I know I still get that in fact a friend got me a cup with women are like tea bags and it still comes to haunt me but I guess I could have said worse things a lot of other people did a lot worse yeah did you imagine sending like a right thicker on it just all sorts of shit I didn't even I was like should I say my name now should I and I say Michaela Wayne is my name they, <laughs> I'll tell you what that's the edit <laughs> and then everyone who went as soon as that was released like oh who's this thicker on up a dumb narvener I'm like oh touch nice on <laughs> no, I think rather than a comment for you the glasses was your moment yeah. and the tea bags was my moment so we both we both shone in glory then. I mean saying the tea bags is my moment <laughs> <laughs> oh, see this is can we just talk about the fact that we're sat in a homegrown members club and I'm having a cup of tea and so she manages to bring it down to a dirty level within about and five minutes can we wait no we can't <laughs> we, can we focus on your Prosecco as yeah well? and I brought a bottle of Prosecco with me and everyone were in this really fancy place what's it called homegrown it's homegrown it's an entrepreneurs club it's lovely here it's yeah really it is nice. lush I brought a bottle of Prosecco in my suitcase <laughs> <laughs> and ask if we open it <laughs> ask and they open it and they said <laughs> apparently not <laughs> so about to buy one oh, you were gifted one so that's lovely yeah that's cute right so let's go back to the beginning then was you good yes. at school can you like you talk quite well and like you seem like <laughs> quite well. you do you talk I, a bit um, passionate I was quite good I wasn't like massively bright and I wasn't sort of not bright I just sort of straddled the middle I think did you I, do a degree or anything like? I did that's why I picked a degree I'd actually uh, being honest with you if I was recruiting for the business as I do now it's more about experience for me but yeah. because I got a degree I thought I'd say that what so, do you have a degree in uh history and politics the hell Sarah I know weird one but you know yeah. I yeah I don't know what I did want to do management and business but uh, I, someone told me, someone said, you, you'll learn all that yourself. You'll learn it through experience. Yeah. Don't do a degree in that. That is true, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they said, if you're going to do a degree, do something that you can just study and enjoy because you've got enough years working. So that's what I did. But I think now things have changed. You know, everyone's doing degrees. To be honest, they're not often worth the paper they're written on. If you're mm. not going to do it, just if you're not going to study or be involved in the thing you study, just go and get some experience. That's exactly what I say. If you need it, for be a doctor or a teacher or yeah. a social worker, and so you need a degree for that thing and you know what you want to do then fair enough but otherwise it's so expensive now I think even up north it's like 12 to 15 grand a year tuition fees it's insane it is and I was I didn't know what I wanted to do then and I was still thinking about doing law so I knew I needed a degree if I wanted to do that that's why I did it but in my heart I knew I'd always want to run a business I think it's just at 16 or whatever it is you don't really most people so do I always felt like that from like being little like I want my own business yeah I think seeing my dad build his business and although he'd worked really hard my mum had two jobs like I'd just seen people grafting around me and I had seen it work I'd seen my dad kicking on and building the business and I just really liked watching that I got a bit of a buzz out of seeing it grow and I thought yeah. I'd love to do that for myself so so then you finish your degree yeah at 21 yeah you? 21 22 yeah. and then what did you do then before you I started? went and got a job in a production company actually working Fuji television which was a great job. I was like a receptionist stroke researcher thing and I just used to go to all the music festivals, be a bit of a runner, do loads of stuff. It was a good job, but paid very little, but good experience. 
and then sort of changed and went into my first proper job was the one that I worked in a management consultancy doing sort of supporting two directors so I went to their meetings made notes helped them with research for projects and sort of took it from there so what made you think like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna make some sweets well, I I'm looking for a director. No, I want to put some sweets in a tub and sell them. <laughs> Do you know what? I really want a good story for this because you get asked all the time, don't you? How did you start the business? And I don't really have one. I think what it was was I was doing a lot of corporate gifts at the management consultancy. So I used to do a lot of ordering the champagne, chocolates for clients, organising away days, company picnics, all that sort of stuff. Loved it all. And I could never really find really nice hampers of sweets. You'd always get really lovely chocolate gifts, champagne. Yeah. But sweets was a hard one to get something class or that you kind of was presentable so that's kind of where it came from loosely but and would you still when you started up then was you still working for this company and just doing this on the side or how did you start how did you start I started planning to have a business weirdly which is around and way before I left that job because I knew that I wanted to do it also the company I worked for was quite small and I'd seen them grow so I'd kind of taken a lot of information from that and learned from things not to do and things to do uh, went off travelling with Michael and just said I don't want to go back that was the break really because I was earning really good money in this consultancy job for my age and experience I was a bit trapped and I remember saying to Michael but if I do set up on my own it's going to be such a big jump for me it'll be really tough and he encouraged me and said, you know what, you won't be able to do it five, ten years down the line if you've got family. Or yeah. He said, if you are taking that hit, take it now. So he was really good like that. And yeah, I, it's really important to have somebody supportive oh, when you're signing I couldn't business. have done it because I was making no money. So Michael was there for me and we shared his salary and we built the business together. So that's how we started it. It was kind of, we were just a partnership. But I couldn't have done it. I mean, I would have had to have moved home. We bought a flat together. So money-wise, it was tough going. So how old was you then when you when you took the leap? Um, I think it was about 28, 29. Oh, right, yeah, good I age. think, yeah, it was before we got married. And, uh, yeah, then I sort of... Then I had Teddy, my son, as you know, and sort of it took a back seat for a while because I hadn't kicked on enough for it to be a big issue to take a back seat. Right. So I did, but it was always in my mind that if I don't go back and push now, it'll fade away. And I knew I wanted to do it, so thank So you. did you find that difficult then so you've started a business and you're like oh it's doing all right but it's not really making big moves yeah and then you get pregnant was your plan planning to get pregnant no no we and so then what was like oh it was a weird one because I wasn't particularly young I was 32 so it's not that young to have a child uh so the timing was nice we were married we were settled we had the flat but I still you know as a woman I'm sure you feel the same you you do know that the consequence and the reality of it the pregnancy falls to you the early months there's only so much that the man can help with in the pregnancy especially so yeah. I did worry a bit I thought what's this going to mean for the business and for me and my career but you know like anything you make it work you find you don't even know how you'll make it work but you do and it just yeah. sort of happens doesn't it and if you've got that dedication you just keep going so what did you do just put it just slow it down was it still ticking yeah. over when you were still running a business but it just wasn't you wasn't pushing on with it the business. Was, it was running quite well when I had the baby and I had a small team and I was just a bit like yourself working up to the day I gave birth straight after. You just kind of crack on. And it wasn't the most enjoyable thing because I didn't really get a maternity leave. Yeah. So, and I found that quite tough. And I think with Teddy, I resented it a bit because I thought, I didn't know if I'd ever have another one. Yeah. I didn't know what a maternity leave should be like. All I knew is that big companies gave you a whole year off and yeah. there was me carrying boxes at two months and I just kind of, I didn't enjoy it. This time around, I've had a different mindset um, because you know how short and temporary that period is and yeah. that life goes on and 
um, bit more than just looking at a six-month view now. So Yeah, I think everything's different with, with your second one, and it? Yeah. You, you just feel no guilt for passing them from the <laughs> well, just yeah. <laughs> I've had a second baby, not honestly. He will, I said to Harrison, we need to be careful because he will go to anyone, like, for a potato, <laughs> not even a boiled one. Like, he will, if you show him food, he, he's the happiest baby ever. He'll be like, ah, see you later. But you know like, what? He will end up getting yeah. robbed of us. But second time around, you realise that that's a good thing. First time around, you think, oh, my God, they should just want me. And yeah. I should be, you know, the, the, the thing of their world. Centre of the actually, universe. Centre of the universe. But actually, you realise that a baby that's happy and healthy and loved by loads of people, it's a good thing. Yeah, of so course. And it just makes your life so much easier if you don't have a baby who wants to be stuck. To I mean, to be fair, I've never experienced it. Both my boys have just... I went back to work after Harrison when he was four weeks five weeks and with Grace and even four weeks as well so yeah. they've, they've not never known anything different so they've just ended up being really good babes and people are like are you so lucky and I'm like I don't think it is luck I'm just not going to listen to the dramas like yeah. even at four weeks old if he's screaming his tiny head off sorry mate you have to scream for a minute because <laughs> mum's got to send an email <laughs> that's it and you toughen them up a bit that way and it's not in an intentional way it's just like you said you, it's real life yeah. they will have to be put with other people even if you can protect them for a year or two years but then life goes on nursery happens school happens so I think you're only delaying the inevitable so for me this time I've embraced the fact that I need help you know hopefully everything will work out nicely as, as time goes on and yes yeah, so I will your little one now Sarah three months now oh my god I know. How, how soon did you go back to work after having them? I went back literally like days after this time because we had the launch of the new product range so that was exciting and which is jewels is jewels it? our jewels our vegan jelly range which i'd worked on for like 18 months and just so happened the launch should have been a bit earlier when i was pregnant but like with all these things got delayed things were happening with listings so it got pushed back right up until uh you know i was gonna have the baby the baby was six weeks old when we launched oh or four gosh. weeks yeah so it was crazy timing but actually probably a blessing because yeah. i had to get straight back in there was no time but I must admit, after launching and the relief of that going well and the relief of things happening, it did sort of hit me that I'm actually exhausted. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm actually you, a mother as well. Yeah, I'm actually, and it's sad, but I had realised that I was sort of not looking at my baby. I was sort of feeding him, but doing my emails, and it kind of upset me a bit. I thought I need a bit of bonding time. Yeah. So in August, I had a few quiet weeks where I was literally working remotely, and actually when I fed the child... <laughs> <laughs> was looking at him and it, it's it was amazing. like oh he's got blue eyes it's crazy though you don't re you didn't realize it yeah. but it was kind of like robotic i was like putting him on the boob and doing an email it was just madness yeah and this time so just to have those few weeks because everything was sorted and just focus on him was really nice i think with the first one as well you'd feel guilt for that i remember with harrison i did i never felt incredibly guilty because i was like I've got, I've got to work his dad wasn't working there was no money coming in so just like oh, i've got to work it is what it is but i did always have this like this cloud, if you like, hanging over me where I was I was thinking like, oh, what if he doesn't love me because I'm not there all the time? You know, just these like do, little yeah. fleeting doubts. It was never like a huge depressive stage, but I, you know, you have these like thoughts about, am I a good mom, am I not? And with Grayson, I've just been like, oh, I did it is what it is it's just it, yeah. it's a bit easier isn't it to be it is you, you just adjust quicker and faster and I think you know that everything you're doing is for them yeah. so my just when I have a tough moment I just think this is all for the boys you, you know it's going to come to an end as well like with Harrison yeah. I was like oh god like how long am I going to be working these hours for and to be fair I went like crazy I was from him being five months I started the business and um probably the first year I was working 12 to 16 hours 
during the week, not really at the weekend. So, I mean, obviously, I'd have a break and have a bath or (laughs) something. But pretty much, yeah, like it's relentless for maybe the first 10 to 12 months. But then after that, I would drop him off at school every day, pick him up from school. He didn't need an after school club because I was taking the money from the business and I could be there from half nine till half three. And now, I know that that's worked once. With Grayson, I'm having to do the same thing where I'm palming him off and I'm working all hours. But I know when he's starting school or hopefully nursery in another 12 months when my new business kicks off again, that I'll be like, oh, I can have that freedom to be able to pick him up and drop him off. And I think the second time around, you kind of know that, don't you? Yeah, and you pick your times. For me, I would much rather be able to be freer and more around in the next few years as they get bigger and need me more. Yeah, I feel like at the moment... I, if I have to trade off time at some point, now is the time. I mean, Teddy was two, two and a half when I went into the apprentice house, and that was really tough. But now yeah. he doesn't remember it. Like I talk to yeah. him all the time. And I always say to him, "Do you remember when Mummy left?" He doesn't. No. He remembers a, a trip, like a one-night trip I made to Spain to a factory. <laughs> he remembers that from a year ago. But so it's so lucky because leaving him yeah. now would be really tough. And do you know what the? Um, I don't know if it was midwife or one of them women who come around them nurses, you know, Health checking visitors, their babies, yeah. yeah. One of them said to me, because I was like, oh, I do feel a bit a bit bad, obviously. you know, when you start with them baby blues and that, and you're just like yeah. hysterical for two weeks, and they're like, oh my God, my life's ending, oh, I'm done. <laughs> the baby doesn't like me. I need to clean the mall carpets. Or all them irrational shit that goes through your head. Well, she come around and she was like, really don't worry about it because a baby doesn't bond with you until the six months. So that. in that time, and I was like, so what's all this about breastfeeding and that, that they drum into you, you know? Yeah. I felt terrible for Harrison oh, for not breastfeeding. With Grayson, I did not give a shit. I was like, put her bottle in that baby. You were sharing that you feeds with you me. You have to do, like whatever's right yeah. for you. It just, yeah, it did not bother me at all with the second one. But the first one, I felt really, really, really upset that I couldn't, I couldn't breastfeed. I did try and I couldn't That's do it. Cute. And it really was a killer. But she was like... um yeah, they don't actually bond with you for like a proper bond until the six months. Apparently, they don't. That's really they don't know what's what's what. I think, like you said, it's not even about a fixed age, or it's about us as women bonding with a child at a point where, like, like I said, to you, I'd realised I wasn't doing that. I was just on the go, yeah. and it wasn't necessarily that he was feeling it, but I kind of realised actually, like you said, it sort of hit me that I'm a mother again, and that level of responsibility is huge, isn't it? And yeah. it just knocks you out, and you think, oh my god. But then I very quickly, I, we talked about this a lot, I very quickly thought there's no guilt because I'm not out partying every night. You know, I'm working yeah, for the family, it, yeah. for us. I do love my work, so, you know, you can feel guilty for that. But ultimately, I don't think he'll ever grow up and say, oh, mum, I really resent you not being around when he's having a nice holiday or asking me for some no, more money no, for, that's it, yeah. you know, his first place. You know, I, I won't mention names, but with my son, little Harrison, somebody said to me, like, um, oh, you're terrible, you're always leaving him for go to work. Mainly when I went in The Apprentice, because we had to leave him, didn't we, for seven or eight weeks yeah, if, if you yeah. do the full thing. And um, a certain individual was all like, oh, yeah, all oh, that matters to you is work this, that, and the other. And I'm like, and it was like, um, he's basically he's traumatised from me working. And I mean, I'm working, in normal times, I work like 9.30 to 3.30 before The Apprentice. It wasn't even like, I wasn't really working that much. To be fair, I was semi-retired. And I was like... <laughs> Are you being uh, you know, traumatised? So what's he traumatised by? Them six holidays I took him on last year and he's um, two rooms full of toys. It, oh, it must be fucking traumatic for him. I'm like, my mum were working three jobs and I was looking for, we've got like beans on toast for tea. Oh, but Harrison's traumatised because he can go to your sushi and pick as many meals as he wants. You know what I mean? I'm like, shut up. Yeah, but it's these people to. like who then want to make you feel terrible. And I think, would you have said that 
to a working dad as well. Like, would you have no, said, oh, it's, it's traumatized because you're working too much? No, it's not. It's like acceptable, a breadwinner. Well, I know it's crazy. And now it's like such, we just live in a different place and time now where you need two incomes to get a mortgage. You need like, yeah. to have a life to go on holidays. And like, I'll never feel guilty about that. And there's a line you do that if they need you, you're there for them. And yeah. ultimately, if either of them needed me, I'd drop work immediately and go to whatever the need was. But then when that need is met, you go back to life again. Yeah, and the know. point is, I think anybody, well, for me, I'm not sure if anyone, but for me, as a mother who started a business, the reason that I did it is because I was always going to be working nine till five otherwise. <clears throat> Monday to Friday, nine to five, and that would be my job. So, number one, I hate routine anyway. You know what I'm like, so I'm impulsive. I just yeah. like doing random shit. <laughs> and so that I didn't I didn't like that anyway, but I was like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to be like, oh, can I go and see my son's play? And asking people's permission for can I do this yeah. and can I do that it just didn't suit me and I think you're starting a business yeah it might take 12 months it might take three years but it's going to be a graft at the beginning but once it's up and running the point of having the business is for your freedom yeah. so that you can spend more time with your children so when people are judging you like oh all you're doing is working you're like it is just this phase yes I am really working really really hard now but in five years time or in two years time or however long it takes I'm going to be able to do more with my kids than what you're doing with them working your nine till five because I'll be able to go and see his nativity play every three one of them or whatever else it might be that's right and everyone has their different views on what they think is right and acceptable and for me I wanted that freedom I wanted to be able to do what I want to do in time to come and that does mean short-term pain it means for a few years you have to give it your all yeah because otherwise like you said you you fixed I've got really bright really career-minded friends that are in like careers like law or anything like that where there's no flexibility yeah. so once you've had a baby if you're going back you go back seven till eight at night and if you can't do that change your job it's case of so you've built up all of that you've done all of that hard work it's really tough whereas yeah. and they don't keep the best talent because then you have women that are super bright considering changes in their career because they can't do that job anymore because of a short-term period where they need a bit of flexibility it doesn't make sense it's so luckily it? we've got that flexibility where in the short term you have to do a bit and then, and then afterwards but that's the point of it isn't it yeah. you're just building your foundations for something yeah much greater so, so let's go on to the fun stuff the apprentice so you've walked up and thought oh I can do better than all these numpties <laughs> <laughs> and then thinking we're all numpties yeah. did you think when you was auditioning did you genuinely think like I'm gonna win this I genuinely thought I could I had no idea what I'd be up against I had no idea like the friends I'd made the pro what the process would be like but I knew I knew that I'm good at business I know that you know I had a bit about me I, I did think I could win yeah Oh, it'd be wrong to say um, <laughs> we're okay. I'll oh. start again. <laughs> do, you want to do, that? do you want to do that again? No, oh, no, no. Okay. See, see, see. So um, yeah, no, I did think I could win, but it was a naive sort of think you can win. I didn't think I didn't study it. I just watched the show, like you watched the edit, and just thought, oh god, they're not very good. That's what I just thought. I did, and then obviously, as you go through the process, you realise there's a lot more to it, and there's lots of challenges and obstacles in your way and you get stitched up so Sarah's no logic as partner in his life no no but I mean you, you kind of do but you also I think you'll probably agree that over the period of the show there's obviously there's car crash moments and there's good telly but generally yeah well you, I just thought it's you know like up. some people are like oh the editing would be terrible and I'm like oh they not added anything in. No, like, you was the dick at that moment. <laughs> so, so they didn't make yeah. you be a dick at, don't worry about that. Yeah. But I think it's more, um, everybody is stitched up. So it isn't, it's, it's just fair. restrictions on things, yeah. isn't it? So there's restrictions. So it isn't as 
reality as you would normally have in, in the real life. But the, so there's just certain restrictions on things. But everybody has them same restrictions. So if you're the one who is being a complete idiot from them restrictions, then obviously that's going to get edited in because not everybody and was I think, stupid. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think though you said a part of the whole show and the whole idea of it is to see how you cope in really tough car crash situations. What was your favourite task? Oh, God. Favourite task? What, remind me of the weird... Oh, football. I love the football one All with right. you. That was when you guys picked me and I came over. Oh, God, because I'd been with the girls. And it oh, I was awful. just so relieved. I'm like, oh, Well, you were God. hearing back at the house. It was yeah. just horrific. So bitchy, so awful. Yeah. And then when you got to pick someone, and I remember I was just voice. like, we're getting Sarah. And all the boys were looking at me like, we want Sarah. We're getting oh, Sarah. So like, I heard Sarah Lynn. I was like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. And I've got my bags. But what was so nice is not the winning the task. That was great. But it was just being with people that were actually working as a team. Yeah. And there was, you know, there is something to be said for that. With the lads, it was kind of just get on with it. That you could say what you wanted to say. It wasn't held against you. And obviously, being with you, we're very straight up and forward. It was just get on with it. And that yeah. was really nice. So I love that. And I love football. So I love that task. Um, and Kevin Peterson, that was a bonus at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting to play cricket. That was a really good uh, reward. So, yeah, I think that one. What was yours? What was that? There were so many good things, really. There was loads of good things, yeah. I really loved... I probably had the most fun. I probably had the most fun with Harrison actually because I fancy the pants off oh, him yeah. on that on that food <laughs> one. That, that that was loads of fun just because oh, he's yes, really yeah, really yeah. a bit oh, dozy no, at times. I was times, project manager on the other team. Yeah, he was on the other team. Kicked yeah. my ass. So that's not. I don't want to remember that. Well, one. we didn't really kick your ass. He was like, "This is the worst win in the <laughs> <laughs> Apprentice <laughs> history." <laughs> I had the gourmet, I had the title, that, oh, that was just, yeah, that was, yeah, not, that that was, was a bad time. That was a bit of a killer. But I, I liked the, the advertising one, because obviously I really messed up on Telegraph 3 and all that, and then um, the advertising one, then I, I won it, and I did that pitch and that. I, and, that. I, I was literally, the end that. Was that your, your sub-team? Yeah, you was the sub-team yeah, leader, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, and we have just smashed it. The other one was, t- do you remember, and, oh, so everybody as well, you're not allowed to discuss the task when you go back to the A's, but obviously. No task talk. <laughs> no, task talk. no task talk. <laughs> but we did. And um, we'd go back to the A's and the, the lads would be all, in this case, it was the opposite team, wouldn't it? But yeah. it was always the boys, no matter which team they were on, they were like, we have smashed this. I remember <laughs> Sergeant like- going like, I smashed it. I did about 100 different takes. I've done this, that, and the other. Going on, we had to record a, a car coming. That's right, a car ad. It was a big yeah. ad, the big one that they do in the series, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it was like a big car advert campaign and Sergeant's like yeah I've, I've done loads of shots to the car and we're zooming in and we're doing this that and off and I was like oh my god I yeah. started really like twitching like all I have done is done like this this little um, hover camera I don't even know what the car but we had about 10 you had about 10 minutes to create that yeah yeah I did and then Andrew just kept getting out the car and like get in the fucking car they edited that well because I was swearing every other second but then I've seen it back and it, when I was in the boardroom and I looked at Sergeant and like you were definitely getting fired you deluded wallet like, oh, love you it. just but even like was the first three times I think it, it is the one when because oh, he kept going on about how creative his words oh, you <laughs> leave Sarge alone. he just is not creative <laughs> <laughs> oh I hope you listen to this Sergeant, you are not creative mate turn that yeah, in yeah he is he was just badly <laughs> He had a bad edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, and so then who um who was your worst people in the house? Worst well 
it was just tough. It's just a tough environment. It brings out the worst and the best in people. But for me, obviously, my own and Siobhan's disagreement was very publicised. But actually, I really liked Siobhan. But we were both mums. We had quite a laugh together. I think it was just in a working environment. We really clashed. Yeah. Really different. Really different approaches to stuff. So that was tough. But on a social level, I remember at the end when she came back for the last task, we toasted, had a glass of wine together and you put everything in perspective. Um, so I'd say that was quite challenging. Who else? I just challenged, you clash with lots, I clashed with Andrew quite a bit, but then really yeah. got on with Andrew, but in the task, it was just hard going, you know? Yeah, it's just like at work, I guess, like you can love your husband, but can you work with your husband yeah. as well? It's the same thing, isn't it? That's so right. And then obviously I had disagreement with Busher as well just found like she wouldn't ever come off the fence on things so there were there were things along the way just like people had issues with me but you kind of I don't think anybody did though I I think I feel like a lot of people go on that and they know they understand the program and it works I'd never actually watched any I tried to watch the series before when I knew I was going on but I got well bad panic attacks and anxiety and I was like oh, I'm not watching this I can't I can't cope but other people when we was in there they was like oh we've got this task they to come and we've got that and they knew like the ins and outs and they studied it and I think those people as well did just that where they sat on the fence and they didn't want to make decisions because then it's kind of oh it's your decision you're going to be the one who gets fired from it yeah. whereas I didn't have a clue and I just went in as that a company owner and I was like I'm changing the name to Simon <laughs> but you know nobody questioned me <laughs> but I also think that is just you anyway I don't think even if you'd watched it you're just not built like that you're confident in your own ability that you'll just make a decision and stand by it and I'd like to think I'm like that yeah. whereas I think people that were a bit nervous or maybe didn't have that experience or a bit younger they didn't want to be seen you, you could see it is even, even I, I'm very confident in myself but there were moments where you think this is going to come back to haunt me yeah. you know that feeling I, so. and honestly I really feel like by week three so at this point it's it's about nine days in the house we've filmed isn't it for, yeah. for week three of the episode right. I feel like I just weighed everybody up and I went in there thinking oh my god like there's going to be all these posh folk and I swear out time and yeah. and I'm really really broad and I don't know how I'm going to cope with anybody in this that and the other and then I went in there and I was like, there was some posh ones like Elliot, for instance. Yeah. Uh, people spoke well and that. And I was like, oh, nobody's going to like me. And then by week three, I was thinking, actually, I thought I was told my mum before I went in, if I get to week four, I'm going to be buzzing like four weeks on telly at the top. And then, and then the more time went on, I was like, if I don't win this or get to yeah. final, I'm going to be absolutely bouncing because you've been put on because you're good looking. <laughs> you've been put on because you're an absolute remedial. <laughs> And then I started to get to know people and I'm like, there, there was very few with business experience. I had the final five as me, you, James, Harrison and Jade. Right, yeah. I love Liz and Joanna. I'm glad they made the final five. But at the time when we was living in that house and in the environment, the people who I thought who was, who was doing well in the tasks and progressing, that's who I thought, this is who's going to make the final five. And then... Yeah, it wasn't. You weren't far off, were you? Did you call that out in the beginning? Is that was that your thoughts? In the be- well, I, I actually didn't say Jade in it. In the very beginning, I was like, oh, it'll be me, Harrison, you, and James. I just thought, oh, they're definitely yeah. making the final five. And then as time went on, I was like, mm, would it be Joanna? Would it be Jade? And I ended up thinking, oh, it might. Jade yeah. might get it here because she was just coming across well in the boardroom yeah sales skills sales skills were really strong as well yeah everyone had like their their strengths and weaknesses I think like you said sometimes there was a lack of experience sometimes there'd be strong points but it was kind of yeah you did start to see who was going to stand the test of time didn't you through yeah and then I think we all just kind of stuck together then didn't we 
Yeah, well, you have to, because the thing is, you're in that intense environment, you're living together, you're working together, and you kind of all get to grips with how the tasks work, and yeah. you kind of know you have to stick together, otherwise, yeah, that's what I kept saying, I couldn't understand it when people were trying to be divisive, I'd be like, when you're just arguing just in the boardroom, like, you're on that team, don't it's start arguing before you know that you've lost, because you don't yeah. know who's won or lost till, yeah. till the next day, and I'm like, so why are you throwing each other under the bus now, because we've all got to go back and live with each other, what you should be doing is that, oh, Bigging it up, making it sound good, and then if they're like, oh, yeah, and you lost, be like, oh, actually, well, then maybe it should be them. But I would never, I never turned on anyone no, until I've... somebody went for me because it's just like, it's pointless. Like, there's, I'm not going to sit here and embarrass myself having an argument with somebody over, like, oh, who sold a six pound fucking keyring? Like, it's really, <laughs> Do you remember what was really poor is when I watched back the edit, I don't know how you felt, but you'd see on those videos, the little interviews, Vox Pops, yeah. where people talk. I'd see people saying stuff, and I'd think, you never said that at the time. No, no. Like, you're giving it all chai big on the thing, but you weren't saying that. Did you know Whereas what we'd so say, if you're yes. in an environment, you say, come on. But other people weren't. They were all smiling, and then they'd go on those videos. You watch it back in the edit, and they're sort of piping up. And I think the people, though, who was like, in reality, I'd be like, come on, like, crack on. Like, what you're doing, or call people out. I think... Yeah. Um, the public favoured those kind of people more than these who just don't really say anything and then it's in these little interviews that they're piping up yeah. and I think that is just real life you prefer somebody who will just call it out to your face but <laughs> I remember me you and Harrison and Sergeant we was all like the best of friends in the yeah. house and I was like honestly I've never turned on any of you I've never said anything on these little <laughs> secret interviews you do I've never said anything about it's anybody's fault and I remember on that food test it was like oh Harrison's messed up here Annie. I was like nope and oh, there was like do so you really think you're going to win? I was like, definitely, 100%. We're definitely going to win. And there was like, oh, yeah, but they're the saying this, that, and the other yeah, about the dishes. they really wanted you to say Yeah, something. they really wanted me to be like, yeah, it's all Harrison's fault. I was like, honestly, the best dish that I've ever tasted in my life. If this doesn't get like go on to Gordon Ramsay's kitchen and all this, I'm like, none of this will ever be seen. And then just before, so you finish filming, three yeah. months later, it comes on TV. And it was like October time. Sergeant when me up and he's like, just letting you know, Michaela. <laughs> oh no, he's gone in. I'm one of the stars. <laughs> I might have gone in on you and Harrison. I was like, you little no, bitch. No and then they never showed any of it either. So he did all he of this confessing. And they never showed him going on. Oh, I was like, you little shit. No, but do you know what? I remember in the house as well, obviously being so close with you, Harry and Sarge, and knowing I hadn't done that either. But you can't help but worry are you being naive? Because I remember my husband said yeah. before I came in, he was like, even if you think you've got friends in there, just remember they're not your friends and you're there to win and da da da. And he's right. But then I knew, because I, I just knew the measure of you and we yeah. spent so much time together, more than you do with like your friends that you've been friends with for 10 years. Yeah. So I just knew that you weren't like that. And I knew Harry wasn't. And I, I kind of just had that feeling about the three of you. But you do have that doubt in the yeah. back because you haven't seen what you're doing and all yeah. that thing. You do think, am I being really silly? Am I like thinking I've got these I friends? was thinking that. I was like, oh, imagine if it, the TV you? comes on and Sarah and Harrison yeah. have just gone in and been like, oh, that northern monkey. You do, <laughs> And I remember thinking, because I knew I was just speaking, I was trying just to speak the truth on those videos. And if someone, like, they'd say, oh, but don't you think this was a bit... You'd say sometimes, not if we weren't really together that much to do it, but you'd say, oh, that could have been done better. Or, But people were going in. And I started yeah. watching the edit thinking, oh, no. And actually, nothing. I was so happy because we were all so close. None of us let each other down. Yeah, and no. that was one of the best things to come out of the show. Yeah, you know, Andrew fell out of me because I went in on him on one time. So I'm like, if he doesn't get fired, I'm leaving. Yeah, but you probably told him, but you didn't yeah, know I 
definitely not tell told someone. him. No, yeah, definitely like when, he told did, him. when we had a swearing issue, I remember saying to him, Andrew, like, it's not on. Yeah. And he, obviously, it's not nice to hear, but if you get asked, otherwise you look stupid. If you don't see an issue like that and you don't address it. Yeah. But generally, I was just so happy that, like you said, I made those friends and the friends that I thought I had, I did have. So it was nice. Yeah, that's sweet. And so since The Apprentice then, obviously, you got the investment. Yes. You've launched um, a new range, dual suite. So these are your own suites. So previously, you was getting sweets in and repackaging them as your own brand yeah so we still do that so all lots of classic confectionery all the things you'd know and love like your retro candies uh, we bring those in from all different manufacturers we repackage them into lovely gift formats and sell them um, so we still do that and it's great um, but what we also do now is we've developed our own range of products which from manufacturing stage which was something I always wanted to do but it cost a bit of money and I couldn't do it alone Without so we've got yeah a range of jewels they are like got two flavours to them they're vegan they're gluten free they're natural flavours and colours and I'm just really proud of them and it's something I wanted to do. So And what what's that sugar like? Everybody's gonna want to He's great. I, I, I hate saying it because people want you to say something else and everyone goes, Really, is he? But for me, I don't know, everyone's experience is quite different, but I found him fantastic to work with and I found the team, they're just really matter of fact and tough. Is he at times. like bringing you up like so you were in at nine today? No, no, he's not interested in that. He just wants a job done. He's just very, uh, like, you know, you can work six in the morning till ten at night one day. You might have a shorter day the next. I don't think he's really interested. I think what he wants to see is you deliver and how you do that. As long as you're doing the hours, it will come. And are you becoming, are you profitable now since the expansion? Yes. So we've, well, we've had a tough year. So we lost a massive account last September. So I had um, a lot of business with one account, lost it. So I had an absolute shocker, about 60% of my monthly turnover. It was really tough time so we've done a lot of clawing back this year and on top of that I've spent a serious amount of money on the development and the launch and the stock. I really want 250 grand. <sighs> I know it goes Just quick. Like for me. <laughs> I know and when, even when I was signing off like you have to like you know in sweets it's a, a ton minimum but three ton is pretty standard and you start looking at the volume and how many bags of product. Three ton is that like an elephant? It's oh, I don't know I don't know what the elephant weighs we'll have to google that. But it's a yeah, lot of sweets. Yeah, is that like, that's what, just one sweet or a mix of sweet is? One sweet. So if one you sweet, sweet, you have to yeah. buy three and four. So, yeah. So it's a serious amount of bags of products oh, to develop yeah. your own. This is for your own recipe, your own mould, your own tooling, everything. And what's that for? Because then you're getting it at the best price. Or can you literally not buy no, there, beneath there are, that? You can work with companies that will do smaller runs. But we had a certain flavour palette we wanted to meet. We wanted, we had all the, we wanted it vegan, we wanted it gluten free. So we were kind of restricted with all those with all those requirements, there's not a million factories you can work with. And so trading off large sugar's name as well, which I presume do you do that as well? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like would you find it more successful if you're trying to ring up someone and you'd be like, oh yeah, it's um, mine and large sugar's company? Oh yeah, definitely. I like When I introduce myself on emails and things, I always talk about the apprentice and the fact that Lord Sugar's an investor in the business. I don't know how much people care, as in they just want a good product. Ultimately, yeah. a food buyer, you could be in business with anyone. If the product's not good, they don't care. So it's. I definitely think it makes people look, and it makes people think, oh, well, if Lord Sugar's invested in it, because he's such a successful man, it must there must be something about it which gets you in the door. Yeah. Then they taste the product, then they take it from there, and then it's never really mentioned. And then do you find what's been better for you, the name, the apprentice and large sugar, or the money? Well, I just couldn't have done it without the money. So, 
the money has been better because I'm quite good. I'd done, as you mentioned, I'd got into some prestigious retailers on my own anyway. I can do that. I think if I've got a good product and I believe in it, I can sell it. So I wasn't so nervous about that. But what I did need was, like you said, the confidence to commit to that volume of product, to develop the recipe, to go out there. Because doing all of this, I had to take my eye off the ball a little bit with all the gifting stuff and just let that ride. So I couldn't be innovating and developing. This was a total focus. So it was, it's been a bit scary, really, because I had to develop all this with not a single sale no one could buy it because I didn't even have it to them to taste so it was a bit of a gamble but thankfully I think we're one of only a few brands that Waitrose have listed before the product's been ready so we're really because otherwise normally you've got trade show that there's sales for it and then a multiple like that would look at you but we kept them posted all the way I kept sending them my development samples and they really engaged with it and wanted a really good vegan product so I feel really lucky that we're where we are already even though it's kind of been a backwards year (coughs) yeah it sounds amazing and then so to finish this up Sarah what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start a new company there's all the cliches aren't there like go for it and everything but I think the main thing is just just to realise that kind of life is what's happening now and you can make plans and you can think I'll do that next year and I do it all the time but really we're living it now and the years are going so if you do have a business idea you know it's got a bit of potential give it a shot you can do it in a small way as well you don't have to go gung-ho leave your job move out of your home do it on a small scale see if there's a bit of potential and then develop it so I would always say go for it like you but I realise that's easy to say when you've gone for it and it's worked there's a lot of people it probably doesn't work for but yeah well it's go for it and stick to it though isn't it don't be naive but I mean the first 18 months are the toughest 18 months probably of your life so it's it's sticking to that and working every hour god sends and like not having a social life and not seeing your kids and then being like i i can see an end i can see an end i can see there's light at the end of the tunnel and i think if you don't have guidance and somebody reassuring you in that positive attitude then first 18 months i don't think people fail because they don't have good products or services i think they fail because they cannot stick through them tough times and they can't see that actually if I stick to it I'm going to smash it yeah but interestingly as well you just saying that the other advice I would give is that if something's not working don't be afraid to hold your hands up and say it because I think I've had a big steep learning curve with what works and what doesn't and I've had to go backwards a bit to go forwards and that's quite hard because I was running the business in a certain way and we were making a bit of profit and I thought oh this is how you do it but I've kind of realised that actually maybe that was that had limits and I've had to shift up so my other bit of advice would be yeah if you're doing something and it's not working don't be afraid to talk to people to change it up and yeah and don't just up. give up on the full thing no, as well like yeah. you've got to be adjust. very open-minded in business haven't you like you've harrison was like this we've started his company um equals health he w- went on one track which was going to be um selling it on the website and him selling it direct to people but now he's white labeling for big companies and yeah. he's trying to get it into supermarkets and stuff and that was never r- his initial plan really is going on to looking at doing children's food as well like baby food as well so he's got all these different product ideas now and when he started off that was not the plan it was like creating healthy meals for people who have busy lifestyles so they can eat it on the go and now it just completely develops from that so you've got to be not rigid in your plans you have because sometimes something comes up and you actually there's a gap or actually that market's saturated I can't and I got a bit like that with the gifting stuff there was only the high street's having a tough time so there's only so many gift jars that a a high street store like a Debenhams or a Fitz want to buy from you and there's only so many they're going to sell through so you have to find other ways to grow and you have to develop so yeah like you said stick hard work hard but don't be afraid to adjust as well and to move with the times 
Amazing. Well, thank you very much, Sarah, for taking the time. Go on. And so what's your um, Sweets in the City website, social media? So it's www.sweetsinthecity.co.uk. Handles are at Sweets in the City. I'm Mrs. Sarah Lynn. And yeah, would love anyone that's interested in confectionery to follow us. Yeah, we'll um, we'll put all of the links as well on the um, podcast description. So if you do one of them, then just go to that and we'll have direct links on there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Please remember to visit www.michaela-wayne.co.uk. Subscribe to the podcast, leave your feedback and don't troll.